My name is Jose Vargas, and I am on a mission to help you create breakthroughs in your personal and professional life so that you can grow and lead your life with excellence. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. In this episode, we have a special guest that I'm super excited about. Um, I want to just kind of preface the show. We want to talk about how to embrace the line within you. Um, We have a special guest. He is a father. He's an entrepreneur. He's a public speaker, a life and business coach, and the founder of Embrace the Line. Uh, He established himself as one of the leading motivational and informative speakers in the country. His unique skills for taking complicated issues and breaking them down into simple, easy to understand terms is one of the reasons he consistently receives the highest overall speaker rating at high profile events. Cody Jefferson, welcome to the show. Man, it's good to be here. It's, it's so good to have this conversation. I've been looking forward to this. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You know, one of the things I, I love about what you're doing, Cody, is for just from afar, I don't even know you personally, but from afar, yeah. I love the fact that you are a present father in the life of your son. Um, I, I appreciate the, the lives that you're helping all across the country. Um, you know, we have so much in common, uh, even though we're so different, you have hair. I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> I got all these tattoos. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we love people. We love serving yeah. people. Um, yeah. we're both fathers. We, we, we try to be intentional about being in the life of our children. Um, we, we love serving people We're we were both pastors. Come um, on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and we're both in the development space. We yeah. love to develop people. We love to see people transform and all that takes intentionality. Right. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, I want to jump right in and maximize our time together. You talk about the head, the heart, the health and habits, and I want you to break those down for us. But before we do, and, and I want people to, to take some notes um, before we jump into that, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Cody. Tell us your story, your background. You know, where did you come from and what led you to where you are? Oh, my gosh. OK, so grab some popcorn, maybe a <laughs> Coca-Cola or something. So, yeah, I'm from Oklahoma. You can probably hear that in the way that I talk. And so it's always funny to people when they see me because I, I, I mean, I'm covered in tattoos. I've got a skull on my hand, right? Like I look like I'm fresh out of Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> and then I talk and like, well, that's not what I pictured at all. And so, yeah, I'm from Oklahoma, uh, you know, small, small rural town called Bixby, which is just south of Tulsa proper, which kind of everybody knows Tulsa. And so I've been here my entire life. I love it. My, my whole family is here. My son is here. Um, I do have the opportunity to travel quite a bit with speaking and with some of the leadership stuff that I do and the coaching stuff that I do. But, uh, but yeah, uh, this is, you know, for all intents and purposes, what, what I would call home because it's where he is. And so wherever my son is, that's home. Mm. And so, uh, as for me, uh, listen, I, I graduated from Bixby, went to a university here in Oklahoma. Uh, I was an occupational ministry here for 13 years in 2017, I stepped out of occupational ministry, not out of ministry, because I listen, I'm, right. you can take me out of the pulpit, but you can't take the purpose out of the platform of what God has prepared me to do. Absolutely. And so the pulpit became preparation for the platform. And so I stepped into uh, the coaching and development and speaking space. It was a fairly simple transition because I had, all I had done is stages and leadership and communicating and equipping teams and people for, you know, my entire, my entire 20s. And so um, for the past four 
uh, issuers, uh, Embrace the Lion was formed. And, uh, you know, the, the whole tagline is helping good men become great and helping great men create movements. And uh, that's the whole frame of the thing. And, you know, I work with a lot of guys who are higher earners, higher net worth guys, uh, a lot of guys who are building to exit. So they're either doing IPO or M&As. Um, so work with uh, some VC guys, work with a uh, private equity company, also work with guys in the entrepreneurial and founding space um, and helping, you know, one, grow to scale to then exit, but then two, and answering some of the questions that money doesn't answer. When I was in ministry, walked alongside and with uh, a lot of, a lot of guys who led larger communities. And uh, so the transition was again, fairly seamless. So from Oklahoma, pastor for 13 years. I was a professional musician for a decade, traveling the country, singing and playing guitar and piano and supporting some cool artists in the CCM space and uh, speaking on you know big church stages and speaking to tens of thousands of young people as a youth pastor. And, uh, and now I get to do that on a different stage. And so God's good. Wow. Yeah. So what do you think, uh, just going back a little bit, um, Please. you know, 13 years as a pastor, I mean, that's... Yeah. Long yeah, time. it's it's a long time, and <laughs> and no, thank you for serving. You know, in ministry that way. Um, you too. Come on, you, I appreciate that, man. Uh, what do you think is because definitely for for people listening, even if you're not yeah. a religious person, or even sure. if you're not in church, um, you know, ministry is is hard work. Definitely yeah. hard work, uh, to say the least. Right. So, what do you think, Cody? Is maybe two lessons that you took out of. Uh, your time leading in ministry, uh, full-time ministry uh, or traditional ministry. Um, And what are those two lessons that you apply to your leadership and business today? Yeah, two things. One is that there are two ways to lead. Mm. And for so many of us, we, we see, we see, um, we see leadership as scaling a mountain. Right. So we're trying to get people to the top of the mountain. There's two ways to do that. One is that we go to the top of the mountain and we get far ahead of everyone. And when we're far ahead of everyone, then we stand on top of the mountain and we yell to people to catch up. This is what you need to be doing. This is how you do it. Um, you know, if you don't do it, then you're weak and you just don't really want to go up the mountain because I already got up the mountain. And that's one way to lead. That's one way, yelling at people to catch up and yelling at people to do the thing. And then there's another way. And the other way is to come back down the mountain and say, hey, I already know how to get up this. I've already done this. Mm. I'm going to walk with you. And so, and I'm going to be a couple steps ahead of you, but I'm going to be with you. Mm. And, you know, I've just found that throughout my career, when you, when you can come back down the mountain, right? Like, listen, I've been up and down the mountain several times and, and I've done it with a lot of, with a lot of really extraordinary individuals. We've seen some We've seen some really, really powerful transformation. We've seen some powerful exits. We've seen some, we've just seen a lot of cool stuff over the past four years. And, and so for me, being able to walk with people just like I did in ministry. And I learned that when I was in my twenties and I would go speak and lead at larger conferences and come back to my small church and just tear it up. Like, this is what we have to be doing. This is where the church is going. If you don't do this, we're going to die and all this stuff. Not taking into account, like, the actual context of the community or, you know, the the demographics or where we come from or mm-hmm. the even just the background of the denomination. Like, no, this is what we have to do. And it was one of my mentors that pulled me aside and taught me and told me about that story of going up the mountain. And that really reframed everything for me. And the second thing is that if you're not careful, you will sacrifice your soul on the altar of your success. Mm. 
that you will become addicted to affirmation. You will confuse if you don't have the right checks and balances, if you don't have the right accountability, so long as you're willing to give people everything, they will take it. And it's not because they're bad people. It's because that's our condition. That's what we do. And so for so many in leadership, not just ministry, but anyone who's front facing in leading people, it's very easy to get addicted to the affirmation. It's really addicted. It's really easy to get addicted to the attaboys and to the medals and the trophies and the accolades. And if you're not careful, Mm -hmm. you will, you will start to confuse the passion and the power with the purpose and the platform. Mm. And if you're not careful, um, you will again, sacrifice everything in the name of what you think you're called to do. And your family will fall to the wayside. Your health will fall to the wayside. Your mental health will fall to the wayside. And it will start to become an addiction where nothing is as good as it was last time. So the amount of hand claps, the amount of pats on the back, the the people that are in the seats, the the numbers that you make, nothing's good enough anymore. And you start to isolate. When you isolate, you sedate. When you sedate, you find yourself anxious, depressed. And that's what we find so many in front-facing leadership having such mental health breakdowns. And we see them isolating and, and in the church, we call it falling, you know, no accountability. There's no, there's, there's a real lack of accountability to taking care of yourself and filling up your cup. But before you try to pour out of an empty cup, because here's the deal. So long as you let people have a cup out, they will have it out. And your responsibility you think will be to always pour. Mm. Wow. That's so true, man. <laughs> that is yeah. so true. So, so what are some of those ways that a leader who's listening to you right now, he's, he's, you know, he doesn't want to sacrifice his soul. He doesn't want sure. to sacrifice his family, right? Gain the whole world, yeah. Yeah, lose your family, lose your yeah. soul. So what do you say is some of those things that how you can, um, you know, and I agree totally with what that analogy of climbing up the mountain. You yeah. know, and I, I always said that, you know, and I, and I even shared this with, with my family, you know, you climb up the mountain of success, whatever success means to you, but sure. let's say it's a big ambitious goal, right? You, you accomplish that goal and all of a sudden you get there, but it's, it's kind of boring when you're there by yourself. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, well, and, and if you're so focused on the climb, if you're a climber, I'm a climber. Like yeah. I, yeah. I love to build things. I love to scale things. I love development. I love if you follow me for any length of time, you know, I love fitness. I love, yeah. you know, yeah. I love taking my body to places that like it wasn't yesterday. I like pushing myself. I, it's what I love to do. And so for me, if I get to the top, if I reach a goal, I have to set another goal because I, I'll appreciate where I'm at, but I recognize that's just the stepping stone to something else. And I, I have to be very unapologetic about that. There can be a lot of shame wrapped around that. And why can't mm-hmm. you just be happy with what you have? And why can't you, right. just, why can't you just be grateful? It's not that, that's not the conversation. I, right. You're probably grateful. I'm grateful. Your listeners are grateful. But we also have to understand we were born to climb and that's okay. Give yourself permission. Yeah. Hang out with other climbers and guess what? You're going to go further faster. Stop hanging out with people that just want to stay at the base of the mountain and tell people people how crazy they are for climbing yeah absolutely wow that's so good so what are maybe one two one you know one or two things that people can do not to climb by themselves but to bring others along what do you think they can do practically to bring people along their journey up that mountain yeah well i mean one would be i mean just 
to surround yourself with like-minded people, mm-hmm. right? So it, it's important to find those pockets of community. Uh, for me, I have found those in investing in communities. So investing in masterminds, investing in coaching programs or with mentors. Right. Um, I, I've recognized that that if I want to get where I haven't gone, like if, listen, I'm, I, I box. If I don't know how to box in and of like my, I can watch Rocky a hundred times, but like <laughs> I need a coach. And if somebody's going to coach me, like I've got to pay my coach because right. he's not going to do it for free. Right. right? Like anything I want to learn how to do, if I want to learn how to scale my organization, if I like, and not just grow it, but like actually grow to then scale. If I, anything I want to learn, like I'm going to, I'm going to have to pay with either time or money. And so recognizing that you're going to invest one of those two things into whatever community that you're going to be a part of, but it's really important that the, the, the top, like the number one thing is surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Like it's said when we were kids, show me who you hang out with and I'll show you your future. It's true. It's Absolutely. really true. Like show me your circle. So one is make sure that your circle is, is, is robust. Mm. And two is make sure the mountain that you're climbing is yours to climb. Mm. Talk about make that. sure that make sure that you know do the do the internal work do the work mm-hmm. of of recognizing why you're climbing the mountain you're climbing you know I've got RWYS on my knuckles remember why you started mm. why are you climbing this mountain is yeah. it is it for you is it for something that you want to impact is it because you think it's going to make your parents proud of you or your friends proud of you or a spouse proud of you or an ex proud of you or a kid proud of you or a former boss proud of you or you're going to show them or you got a chip on your shoulder or it's because you see these people and they seem really happy so you want to climb that mountain too even though it may not be your mountain so right like look look at the the deeper questions of why you're doing what you're doing yes Right. Because you, you can spend your whole life trying to scale mountains that weren't ever yours. And that's why we find ourselves unfulfilled. It's why we find people in highly successful, profitable jobs with guns in their mouths, Mm -hmm. right? Because, or bottles it's, it's because it was never, they're climbing the mountain of their parents or they're climbing the mountain of the expectation that society has placed on them or their, their cultural background has placed on them or their school has placed on them. Like mm-hmm. it was never theirs, but they were too afraid to say, I don't want to climb this mountain. They're too afraid to let people down around them. Don't be afraid to let people down to go in on what you feel called to do. Or yeah, be. absolutely. And, and, you know, and not only, you know, maybe that wasn't there, maybe that was their mountain, but maybe the mountain, has you yeah. know shifted and changed maybe right they forgot totally yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely uh, yeah and you have permission to change your mind yeah absolutely absolutely uh-huh. yeah yeah so so you know we talked about earlier we we opened the, up with this statement that you know you have the ability to take complicated issues and break them down um and that's so important in today's world especially as leaders sure. and as we're navigating through different aspects of our lives organizations, uh, so many yeah. uh, different technical things, right, that that we have to deal sure. with. So you've developed a system that has helped the men and women, I believe, right, crack the yeah. code, so to speak. Um, and you talk about, let's talk a little bit about that. I want to I wanna become a student. I'm taking notes. So if sure. you're listening, yeah, I hope that you're taking notes um, or go back to it and, and take some notes. But so you talk about the head, 
You talk yep. about the heart. You talk about yep. health and habits. Yeah. Um, I, I want you to break those down for us. I, I'm, I'm a leader who wants to maximize his potential, right? Building sure. a business is definitely not easy. Um, but sure. how can we use this system to create those breakthroughs to serve more people, uh, yeah. to create a bigger impact and, and grow our organizations? How can yeah. we? So can you walk me through that, Let's go. that stage? Yeah. Awesome. So. And embrace the lion or lion method or lion elite. We've got four pillars, head, heart, health, and habits. So head is how you treat your thoughts, how you treat your feelings. Okay. Right? And that forms your belief system. That forms uh, how you live and move and have your be. I mean, everything that we do is based off of a belief, right? Whether conscious or subconscious. And so we have to take a look at what it is that we say that we believe, and that's influenced by our thoughts and feelings. Mm. So what we put in our mind. Right. So how we treat our brain, how we treat our thoughts, how we treat our feelings, how we treat our belief system. That's head heart, how we treat our relationships, how we treat our relationship to ourself, how we treat our relationship to our significant other, our family, our friend circles, our colleagues, our you know, business uh partners, but then also how we treat that relationship to God or whatever it is that you call God. I, you know, again, my frame. Everybody knows, like, I'm a Christian. And so that's going to be, that's going to be the way that, that I speak, right? That's why I, that's why I typically only work with kingdom minded men, because I talk so much about my faith that it's just probably not going to make sense for you. It's like, you know, we got different belief systems. Right. So, all right. But, but this is consistent regardless of what you believe. Three, right, is health. So health is how you treat your body. So we've got how you treat your thoughts, how you treat your feelings, how you treat your relationships, how you treat your body. You got one vessel. I understand that we all have different complexities and ways in which, you know, we live and move and have our being, but you got one vehicle to change this world. You got one. You got one. You got to treat it right. Mm. And, uh, and then four is habits. So how you treat your time. And so if we start anywhere, most people start with head. Most people start with mindset. Most people say, you just have to think different thoughts. You just have to think like a millionaire. Well, you're an idiot because you don't <laughs> know how a millionaire thinks. Ooh, you've got to you, think thin. What does, what does that even mean? That's not a thought. That's a feeling. Right. That's an Come actual on. feeling in your body, in your cardiovascular system, right? In the ways in which you breathe, in the ways in which you walk. Like, that's, a, that's, that's not a thought. And so <laughs> where we start, we start with habits. You show me what you do. I'll show you what you actually believe to be true about yourself. Because here's what we know. That's feelings so are not facts. Mm. Facts are facts. So you show mm. me the data. You Man, show that. me what you're doing every single day. You yes. show me in your morning routine what you're putting your time to. You mm. show me throughout your day what you're putting your, your time to. Show me what your RGAs are, your re revenue generating activities. Show me what you're doing in your business. Show me what you're doing on your business. Show me what your team's doing. Show me your numbers. Mm. Numbers don't lie. Yes, come on. Right? Businesses don't have problems. Businesses are typically not complicated. Not until you get to like $20, $30 million a year. Then it gets a little spicy. But we're, if we're talking like sub $5 million, which is probably most people, like this is not complicated. What, like businesses don't have problems. They have people. 
People have problems. So let me see what your people are doing with their time. Let's see how you're tracking that. Let's see what efficiencies uh, uh, we're tracking. Let's look at the culture of the organization. Like, show me what you do with your time in the evening. Show me how you're treating your time in the evening. What are you doing? How are you treating your own personal development? How are you treating your family? I love that you have kids on your phone the whole time. Like, what are we doing? How do you treat your evenings? What does your sleep schedule look like? How is the quality of your sleep? Like, show me what you do. And I'll show you what you actually believe. I don't care what you say to me. I don't care. People talk all day long. I don't care what you say. Show me what you're doing. I don't care that you say that like it's, it's her fault. Something didn't work. She will show me what you're doing. I don't care if you say it's his fault. Something didn't work. Show me what you're doing. I feel super (laughs) distant from God right now. Show me what you're doing. Yes. Well, my kid show me what you're doing. My business is falling. Show me what you're doing. I'm waking up tired every single morning. Show me what you're doing. That's so So we start with habits. If we can track it, if we can measure it, then it exists. Mm. And so what we do first and foremost is we say, we answer one very simple question. What do you want? Mm -hmm. What do you want? And it can't be some like BS answer. Like I want to make more money. Cool. I'll send you a dollar in the mail. Great job. (laughs) You win. Right. I wanted, I want to lose weight. All right. Go catch the flu. Right. (laughs) Go, go catch it. Like you'll lose a little bit of weight. Right. Right. Like I I want, I want to be happy. What does that even mean? Because I can tell you that like happiness is a feeling and that feeling is fleeting. Y'all going to be happy 24 seven. Right. We can talk about fulfillment. We can talk about contentment, but we also have to wrap that around an identity because what does contentment look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? What is that revenue number? Because make no mistake, money doesn't solve all problems, but money solves most problems. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe that you're broke, that's the Mm -hmm. only reason that you wouldn't believe that to be true is because somebody told you that so that they could stay safe where they're at and they could create excuses as to why they don't have the things that they actually really want and desire in their life. Because somewhere along the way, somebody told them that they should feel badly for it. That's right. right? So we've got to be able to track everything. And if we can track it, if we can measure it towards what you say that we want, now we have a measuring stick that regardless of how you feel, regardless of what thoughts that you have, no, 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 no. I get that. Your brain is a monkey brain at its core. It wants to keep you perceptively safe. Mm. That's all it wants to do. It just wants to keep you running in the same direction. It doesn't want you making more money. It doesn't want you like having a healthy relationship if your relationships aren't healthy. It doesn't want you in shape if you're not in shape already because that requires new pathways being built. That requires new energy, right? Being expelled and your brain's busy like trying to figure out whether I'm full of BS or not. You're watching me right now. You're listening to me right now. You're discerning my voice right now. You're sitting up right now, which is crazy. Think about all the muscles that are working. Mm. Like your brain doesn't want to do new things. It just doesn't. Right. And so, but if we can tie it to habits and we can say, based off of what you say that you want, if we can just do the things every single day, you will get there. You know how you walk a mile? One damn step at a time. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. How do you build a seven figure biz? How do you build an eight figure biz? How do you build uh, a 10% body fat, you know, body? How do you build a healthy marriage? How do you build a healthy relationship with your kids? How do you build a robust spiritual experience for your life? Habits, yes. doing things, just doing stuff every yeah. day, yeah. every yeah. single day, regardless of how you feel about it, regardless of what your brain tells you. So when we do that, now that influences our head our heart and our health and based off of where we are, go ahead. So no, no, no. So you're, you're preaching, man. And I love this. (laughs) I'll go, dude. I will go straight in on this. I I want you to, but you know, I just want to pause right there and just 
soak that in for a moment. Yeah. Because oftentimes, Cody, you know, oftentimes, you know, we, we tend to, and I, and I love the way that you broke these steps down because you you broke it down by asking the question, how do you treat this part of your life? You know, yeah. and oftentimes we blame yeah. other people. Oftentimes, oh, we totally. blame, you know, while we're on social sure. media, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, or we blame other people for not having the success or yeah. the fulfillment, yeah. you know? So, so yeah, so I love this. So, so go ahead, keep going. Cause I want to hear more about this. So how do you track your time? Right. Which means how do you track your, what, what do you, what are your habits? What are you doing? Yeah. Feelings aren't fact. If only our society will get that, especially now more than ever. Right. Lord. Right. Yeah. If yeah. You, and it's your fault. It's your <laughs> right, fault. Right. Like it's your fault. Come on. If, if you don't have what you want, if you don't look like if, if, if your body is not in the shape, like it's now granted, I understand there are complexities. I understand that there are physical ailments. I am not talking to you. Mm-hmm. Hear me. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. But for those who I am talking to and you know who you are, don't try to scapegoat this and make me the enemy because you're lazy and complacent and want to be a victim. Don't do that. That's easy. That's what you've done your whole life. And that's why you consume podcasts and don't take action. You listen to me and you say, oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. And then you don't do anything. That's right. right? So our habits then inform our head, our heart and our health. And based off of what we say that we want, now we know how much time and to what like effective energy we need to place in each pocket. Because understand, like when we talk about balance, balance is a real misnomer because like, if, my, if my body is in great shape, mm-hmm. I can effectively put it in more of a maintenance mode and I don't have to go as hard with my body because I'm in shape and I have a consistent schedule and routine with it, right? As I do maybe being with my kiddo or on my business, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know that if I can keep my body maintained and I can keep the, the same schedule, I can go hard in my business when it's business time, right? And I also know that based off of where I'm at in my business, my mind needs to go a certain place. So I know then based off of that information, this is what I need to be reading right now. These are the podcasts that I need to be listening to right now. Based off of where I want to go, this is how much time I need to consume that. And That's based so off good. of that consumption, this is how I'm going to then like inject that into the actual systems and processes and daily actions uh, of my business or of my life, right? Mm-hmm. I recognize that if I'm doing these things, but I feel disconnected from my partner or disconnected from my family, then I need to make sure that my family time, right? Because again, we have to measure it. Like right. I need to make sure that I'm creating intentional time and doing things with my family that edify their love languages, mm-hmm. that edify the, the way in which they give and receive affection, that help them see, uh, help them be seen, known, valued, loved, accepted. Right? Absolutely. Otherwise, we find ourselves just going through the motions, doing the same things that we've always done, expecting a different result, which is what we call insanity. Right. And for most of us, that's what we just call life. Mm. Yeah, that's a, it's a sad way to live. It is. You know? Yeah. And I love what you said, you know, because oftentimes and you're given practical. This is this practical stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. your, your habits inform your head. Right. Yeah. How you treat your thoughts. Talk a little bit more, more about that, because I think right now, even as people are listening, you know, they may be successful. And I think sometimes we get a little success um, in, in one area of our lives. And, yeah. and and somehow we think we've we've mastered it all. Right. So <laughs> yeah. talk about that. Talk about those thoughts and how you treat those thoughts and how if if those thoughts prevail, what will be the outcome of your life and your leadership? 
So, so expound on that. What thoughts, like, give me, give me an example well, of well, thought. thoughts of, of, Hey, Cody, I hear you, but, but I'm good. I mean, my life is okay. You know, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be or, Oh yeah. Or, or, or Cody, then, you don't understand my totally. situation. Um, Perfect. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I would say that, then I would say, yeah, you're not ready to receive this, this conversation. I would say mm-hmm. that you are still stuck in your excuses and you are again, like it's not a dig. You're, you're like most people who are settling for this is as good as it gets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not talking to you. I'm not here to be relatable to you Come because on, I'm right. not most people. So right. when you tell me that like, Oh, Cody, like, I just can't relate to that. Well, probably not because you, you, you literally aren't committed to doing what I do every day. It's not a dig on you because if you were, and you really say like, well, but I want to be, well, great, then do it. Right. Then do it. Well, but yeah. you don't, you don't understand. I know I do understand because I get up and do it every day. Yeah. I do. I actually, it's not any easier for me. I'm just more committed yeah. and because I'm more committed then I'm going to go further faster. And because I'm going to go further because the people that I surround myself are going to go further, yet you're going to stay where you are. You're going to start to create resentment and you're going to then say it's easy for people like me, which right. is a cop out. It gives you an excuse to stay justified with where you are. Now I'm good right now. Cool. Then why are we here? Why are you even listening to this right now? What are you doing? If you're good, if you're good, then just go be good. <laughs> I, I'm not even mad about it. I love that. If you're genuinely fulfilled and like, you don't need anything else in this life. And like, you just got it all figured out, start your own podcast and start your own movement and help people understand how you made it. Right. Absolutely. Go, go show people, but don't just sit here with a cop out and say, no, no, I'm, I'm good. No, you're not. Like, who are you trying to convince? Yeah. yeah are you, you trying to convince me? Because I don't care. Like, great. Then be good. Right. right? But let's not get it twisted because right. there's a difference. There's a difference between being content and being complacent. I am content. I love my life. I wake up every morning. I'm speaking gratitude. It's one of my daily six. Like I am grateful. I am grateful for every opportunity I have with my son. I am grateful that he has the life that he does, that we're able to provide that. I am grateful that I have the opportunities that I do. I am grateful for every morning that I wake up and every evening that I go to bed. I'm grateful for all of it, Mm. but I am damn sure not complacent with it. I want more. I'm called to more. I've got more in me, my potential. It's not some sort of, it's, it's not some, it's, it's not something that I have to live up to. It's not an expectation, Mm. right? It's not the expectation of my parents. It's not the expectation of what I think God has for me. It's not an expectation of anything. It is a promise based off of what I know was in the tank for me. Like I'm going all in. And every day I'm going all in because nobody owes me anything and I don't have anything. It could all be gone tomorrow and I have to start over, but I don't start over empty handed. I got all the insights and knowledge that I, that I've accumulated. Hmm. So I'm not entitled. I don't just like, I don't, I'm not owed anything, right? It's not that I deserve this. I earn this. Yeah. And every day there's a hunger. Why? Because I'm alive. I've buried too many people. I've watched too many people piss their life away. I've watched too many really talented, amazing, extraordinary people settle for good enough and never, ever see what's possible for them because they think that they can't do it because they surrounded themselves with the same people since middle school that served Mm -hmm. to keep them comfortable and safe and stuck. Come on. That's so good. It's not where I'm at. Yeah. You know, and and it talks, you know, I'm listening to you and, and I hear your passion and and I feel the same way, man. You know, yeah. and I think it's and it's it's really making that decision to embrace that line. You sure. know, literally to you know, yeah. you know, we're talking about embracing the line, the, the embracing the leader within you, you know, and it's yeah. and it's embracing making that decision to embrace it, you know, making totally. that decision mm. to build those habits, making that decision yeah. to move your life in a certain 
uncomfortable way so that later yeah. you can be comfortable. Right. Well, because you know, so many people think that, you know, so many people think that they're Clark Kent and every now and again, they get like a superhero cape and they get, they get it to peak out and they find themselves again in these peak states. Or they find themselves in these flow states where like everything's going right. And like, maybe they go to a convention or a conference or they go to a, something at church or they go and they get to serve someone or they get to be the top of their organization, give a presentation, they get to do something, right. whatever it is. And they feel unstoppable. They feel like, man, I'm Superman right now. But then I got to go back to being Clark King because that's who I really am. Like, that was fun, but this is actually me. What, my consideration to you is that's actually not you. That's, that's the you that's safe, that like your brain wants you to be because it doesn't want you to take any risks. Because again, the brain cares about survival, not thriving, right? I'm trying to survive right now. But I would have you consider that Clark Kent, like that's not him. He's actually Superman, right? Mm. It's just people ain't ready for him. But when he busts out, that's when he does what he does. And so my consideration for you is that you're not Clark Kent. You're actually Superman, right? Todd mm. Herman has a book called The Alter Ego Effect that illustrates this far more eloquently than I do. But there's a badass inside of you. Mm. And when you get unapologetic about that and you just go all in, because here's the deal. None of us is getting out of here a lot like Nobody. I, I literally, I literally know one guy that did one and he's like, we named a whole faith after him. That's right. One guy. We're all going to check out. So why not just get really unapologetic and go all in people say like, Cody, you're kind of, you're a little bit arrogant. No, I'm, I'm just certain. Like, I just don't like, it's not that I don't care what you think. I'm just not going to be influenced by it because I've got, I'm, I'm living my life to the fullest of its potential. And the people that I surround myself with, that's what we help them do. That's what Embrace the Line is all about. That's why every guy we walk with wins and wins at a capacity that, that he doesn't, he couldn't even see in the beginning. Why? We get really unapologetic about what we want and going after it. We show our families what's possible. We show our kids what's possible. We show our churches what's possible. We show our communities what's possible. We show ourselves what's possible. Not out of an expectation to live up to, but a promise to live out of. Mm. Wow. That's so good. <laughs> that is so good. I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, dude, you can take me out of the pulpit, but you can't take the preacher out of me. You get me wound up, dude, and we'll just go. Well, that, no, that's awesome. So, Cody, you know, yeah. the last question here, um, sure. right before we wrap up. So what are some, you know, I, I do believe, you know, when you begin to do daily, when you begin to make those daily habits, yeah. right, whether that is gratitude. And, I, and let's just use gratitude for a moment because I practice sure. gratitude as well. You know, yeah. we're, we're both Christians. We're both men of faith. And yeah. every morning, you know, it, it's it's literally, it's a reality that literally you create pathways like you used, right? That you create yep. pathways in your yeah. brain cells. Yeah, you, you know, create it, neurological it, synapses and pathways. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The other day yeah. I woke up, it was like four something in the morning. I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. It was, I, I woke <laughs> up like around two and three and then finally four. I just yeah. woke up and, and I literally felt this overwhelming just presence, you know, just yep. peace over me. And I got up and I just felt the sense of, of awe and just gratitude, you know, yeah. and, and it, it, I started doing what I do every morning, which is to write some things that I'm grateful for. Sure. Um, but it's because, you know, you're creating, I'm creating those pathways yeah. uh, that, that are allowing me to, instead of allowing my, my brain to revert to complaining, it goes the other path, right? It goes to gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. So to the leader listening, what are some final thoughts that you have uh, for them? So they, they're listening to you. They're saying, all right, Cody, 
I build my better habits, right? Yep. Just to start informing my head, yeah. Yeah. Um, to to start informing my heart and and take mm-hmm. care of my body, which is the vehicle that I have to yep. fulfill that purpose. Um, what would you say to the leader listening? One final thought: How to embrace that leader within you? Yeah. Well, one, we, I mean, and I'll be brief about this, but one, we talked about gratitude. So, you know, there's when, when we, when we focus first thing in the morning, most, most people, when they wake up, they're, they're immediately stressed. They're going to their phone. They are, they are, you know, rapid eye movement. They are comparing their, you know, unfiltered life with everybody's filtered life, checking the metrics to see how, you know, how popular they are today. They're looking at their emails first thing. They're seeing where their boss, you know, may be happy with something, may not be happy with something, all the deadlines they have coming up and they get overwhelmed. And so they start their day from a place of scarcity and you can't really recover from that. Right. right? But what we know is there's, there's two modalities, right? There's, there's scarcity and there's abundance. Mm -hmm. And so when we start our day, first thing with gratitude, put your phone away, don't check it, leave it alone. If you start with gratitude, fear, anxiety, depression, they can't live with gratitude. They can't live in the same house. And so start your day by focused on, uh, I think of David, right? When he's going up against Goliath, like, what does he got? Like they try to put all this stuff on him. They try to put all this armor on him and everything else. Listen, you start your day by checking everything uh, and checking everything everybody wants you to do with your day. What are you doing? You're putting on everyone else's armor and you're weighing yourself down before Mm -hmm. you ever even step on the battlefield. What did David do? He took it all off and he said, listen, guys, I got these five smooth stones. I got everything that I need to overcome any giant that wants to come up into my business. Mm, Come on. You focus on what's in your hand to begin with. You focus on what God has given you. And out of that abundance, you will slay any giant that comes across your path. Right? Again, not because of an expectation, but because of the promise that's been placed in your hand. And so that would be, that would be first and foremost is how you start your day will determine the trajectory of your day. And so start your day in abundance, start your day with gratitude, start by focusing on what's in your hand and, and all of the good and great and beautiful things uh, that have happened in your life, because it's all happening for you. None of it happened to you. Reframe that. It's all happening for you. It's all an opportunity. It's all a gift. You don't like what you're doing. Go do something else. You business stresses you out too much go do something else. Like it's all a gift. Stop making everything an excuse and everything a justification as to why you're unhappy with your life, right? Reframe gratitude and you will change the trajectory of not only your life, but your family and your business, everything. That's right. Um, And so those would be my, that would be my biggest, like, since we're on the conversation of gratitude, like reframing your morning, start your morning off with powerful, robust habits, right? For me, we have daily six that, is gratitude, that's reading, that's writing, right? That's planning, that's visualization, and then it's moving, which is the gym. Mm. Your mileage may vary on all of that, but build a routine so that from the very beginning of the day, one, you're focused in gratitude, and two, you're doing hard things. And when you start doing hard things in the morning, you set yourself up to start winning every, with every single task that you complete. And then you frame it around the fact that you're on a winning streak. Mm. All you got to do is keep it up. You've already won. 
Right. Right. I wake up at 3.30 every single morning and I'm done at the gym. You know, I'm typically done by 8 a.m. I'm done by the time most people are waking up mm. with everything that fills my cup. So I'm walking in to my day fully prepared, fully alive, fully coherent, like body's feeling good. My, my balance is on point, right? I'm my, my, my spirit is full. And so I'm pouring from a full cup. Mm. Focus on your mornings. Get your mornings right. Focus on gratitude. Start stacking your wins and you'll start to create a mindset based on winning, not on the things that you don't have. Love it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cody, thank you so much. Where can people connect with you? Yeah. I mean, CodyJefferson.com. Um, obviously, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. It's Cody Jefferson. Um, Instagram is Cody underscore Jefferson. If, if we're talking about like platforms, just shoot me a message on. Okay. Like real talk, I'm probably the most active on Instagram. Um, I'm again, I'm covered in tattoos. Uh, I'm a fairly approachable guy, as you can probably hear. I love <laughs> stories. I believe everybody has a powerful story, and that starts with you being able to share it. So, man, shoot me a message. Just tell me your story. Like, hey, I heard you uh, are doing Jose's podcast. This is my story. Let that be your intro. Tell me. Voice it to me. Video it to me. Text it to me. Would love to hear it. Love it. Thank you so much, Cody. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah, man, you as well. 